0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Lord. Chapter 6, verses 1 to 6. Jesus went to his hometown and his disciples accompanied him. With the coming of the Sabbath, he began teaching in the synagogue and most of them were astonished when they heard him. They said, Where did this man get all this? What is this wisdom that he has been granted, these miracles that are worked through him? This is a carpenter, surely the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, Jude, and Simon. His sisters too, are they not here with us? And they would not accept him. And Jesus said to them, A prophet is only despised on his own country, among his relations and his own home. And Jesus would not do any miracles there, though he cured a few sick people by laying his hands on them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. For today's reflections, we shall begin with the first and the Gospel that have a similarity. Then come to the second reading of St. Paul to Corinthians. The scene of the first reading is Prophet Ezekiel going to prophesy to the Israelites. Of course it's a time of exile and the Lord prepares him, tells him already, give him already a warning saying, you are going to a people who will not listen, stubborn and you will face rejection. This is also a time when sin was, idolatry was at the height among them, both people and priests. If you read through the book of Ezekiel, we find even priests, idolatry, even at the altar, on the altar. So at the height of sin, at height of rejection of Yahweh, it is then the Lord calls him and tells him to go and prophesy. Come to the gospel of today we have something similar jesus is returning to his hometown nazareth and synagogue we know is a small uh, not the temple but a place where let's say in a village in a small town they would gather and have their prayer and a sabbath day jesus reaches and he has worked some miracles there but he's totally rejected as we reflected last two weeks before two places in the scripture you will find jesus marvelled one is at the faith of a centurion and here he marvels the other way lack of faith and he was amazed or marvelled at how his own hometown rejected and very sad saying he worked only few miracles there now there are two messages here that we can take very often there is an argument where did Jesus, the age between 12 and let's say 30, when he came into the mission, what was he doing? And of course, fiction and stories have made that he has gone all around and did many things. But look at this scene, we can read between the lines. Now, Jesus is coming to his hometown and he has worked greater miracles in Capernaum. He returns and some miracles here. And in the synagogue, his own relations, people there, they are surprised, where did he get this wisdom from? We know him, he is very much like us, a carpenter, Mary's son, his brothers, sisters, we shall come to that little later. So he was with them so much, if he was away, suppose he had gone for some higher studies or learning and come back then they would not have put that line they would have said yes he has gone and learned somewhere he was away from us long time so that is where he learned so here if you read between which means that gap was as luke would say he went down to the hometown and lived obedient to joseph and mary so that was a time he really lived so there it is in between the lines reading a little more this Brothers and sisters of Jesus, you know, very often when we want to argue against, especially if we want to attack the perpetual virginity of Mary, here is the the food for them, saying Jesus had brothers and sisters. Now, we need to understand the word really used, because this is a greater session, we shall not go into deep, those who need explanation, there are a lot of Catholic writings and you need to put the three Gospels together and read, then you find who are these brothers. Of course, the word used, if you go to mark the Greek, is Adelphos. Adelphos means actually a blood brother, even here. So, the scene when Jesus calls, let us say, Simon and his brother Andrew, the word used is Adelphos, that means his blood brother Andrew. So, this is the same word used here, but there is a primary meaning. The secondary meaning is also cousin brothers it is used and it needs to be read in the context so if you read the story of Abraham and Lot the word used is same and more into the first book of chronicles chapter 23 the same words are used there it is cousins so that is better example last argument if Jesus had other brothers at the cross i don't think he would have given Mary to John the apostle his brothers would not have allowed and that is the final proof so we shall not spend much time looking for so brothers sisters are his relations let's go to the second reading we had this reading the other day for our mass this is a Paul's second letter to the corinthians chapter 12 they say this is one of the most mysterious passages in the entire bible Paul is speaking about a thorn in the flesh so what is this thorn in the flesh by word itself we can understand it by different and secular interpretations may not be the right source to find the church the magisterium has no teaching what is the thorn in the flesh let's understand what this means there are different interpretations given to this story what is uh, what paul really means we can take mostly four interpretations or understanding some say it could be a physical defect that paul faced could be adversaries could be something moral physical psychologically faced or other the first is that the adversaries that he faced means he, in this context is actually in corinth in corinth if you read just a just little above of this chapter 12 verse 1 to 6 Paul is actually rejected in a way, because many speak, where did this man, I mean there was rejection, because he was not one of the apostles, so there were counter beliefs. So it is there that Paul says, I received all this through a revelation, out of the body, in the body, I do not know, but God spoke to me. And he speaks about everything, but where does he boast? All this happened, not because of my personal thing, it is because of God's grace, and that I may not be conceited or I may not be over pride on this, God gave me a weakness. So that is what he speaks about. So what is this weakness? The first interpretation which John Chrysostom and all that takes, it is uh, a group of people who objected or one or two adversaries because he uses the word agents of Satan. So it could be people and there are counter references of this. So let us say, the counter opposition that he faced, that is one. But again, if you want to argue ahead, if that is the case, the argument against this is why thought in the flesh? So there it may fail. The second interpretation, which is mostly in the line of St. Thomas Aquinas, is that he had, let's say, a flesh, uh, physical weakness, uh, bodily weakness that could be, or more sorry, uh, temptation that he faced, temptation of his flesh, that could be one reason. So, is that possible? Of course, by the word, it stands to prove, means thorn in the flesh. But the counter argument against this is when you read chapter 1st letter to the Corinthians 7, 7, Paul speaks about the gift that he received, the gift of chastity and he exalts it and he calls on people to do. So that stands very against. And a third argument is that physical sickness, a weakness that he faced, it could be something neurological, but more proofs are that he had a physical defect in his eye. Scholar, writing, writing, Letters and he could have and there are enough indications in this life he had a troubled eye they say and Saint Jerome speaks very clearly about this interpreting and if you read the letters to Galatians, chapter 4 13 verses 13 4 15 he speaks about that I couldn't even see you and you gave me you wanted to give me your own eyes and there are other references again how he was writing in greater letters so that he could read. These are all in the, in the same letter. Writing in giant letters as he would say. So, one, two, three. One could be an adversary. Second, he had, let's say, want to put it, sexual temptation. So, weakness that he faced. Third, a physical. Most scripture scholars go with the third. But there is a fourth option we do not know what it was and many would like to take the fourth line whatever be it one two three or four and many people want to let's say uh, play down paul would take the second one saying he has a uh, he had a weakness let that be the one even then where does it end paul says it is there he prayed he cried but the lord said i have strengthened you which means God has given his power, his grace, his supreme there. Difference let's take to our own life. I'm sure this is not a compromise with sin, but there are areas, weakness or let's say failures that Lord allows in our life. Maybe adversaries, maybe sins that we fall into or maybe failures that we face or maybe even physical defects that we have. Are they a place for us only to look into ourselves or does it really lift our eyes to the Lord to see Him where He can work His grace? And that is what happened with St. Paul. Every failure is a meeting place for God and for His grace to grow, His grace to strengthen in us. And that is what happened with Paul and he strengthened and the Lord says, "My, My grace is enough for you, sufficient for you. It is there mostly Dear friends, that we meet the Lord, and Lord's grace falls into us. And it is Saint John Chrysostom again, who sum, sums up this interpretation to say that